The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, we also, you didn't hear the conversation, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, when Grant was leaving, we got talking about how he became a physiotherapist. And uh, his brother um, was, I uh, think he said an OT, an occupational therapist. Is that what that is? Um, Anyway, and his brother suggested, you know, you need to do this. You should probably go into this. You're you're an active guy. You like to do this. You like to be with people, all that sort of stuff. And it was his brother who suggested to him that that would be the way to go. That is the career choice that you uh, should follow. And it got me thinking this afternoon, and I thought we could have a conversation about it uh, based on some other stories that I have here in front of, of me about how you ended up in the job that you ended up in? Did your parents push you into it? Was it a teacher that suggested it? Was it uh, was it your, your partner? Maybe it was a friend? But what was it? Who was it um, that had that big influence over your career? And I was wondering if your parents were happy with the choice that you made. And it started with this because... Um, Bruce Springsteen, I saw this earlier this week. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, his son uh, ended up um, becoming a, a firefighter in New Jersey, along with 15 others, was sworn in on the weekend. Take a listen. Bruce Springsteen is one of the biggest names in New Jersey, but his son, Sam, did not want the attention when he was sworn in Tuesday as a Jersey City firefighter. I don't have too much to say. The 25-year-old was part of a 15-member class joining the department in New Jersey's second largest city. Bruce Springsteen and his wife, Patty Scalfa, watched the ceremony from the front row. After sharing a big family hug, the boss said... Well, it was a long road. He was very dedicated for uh, quite a few years, and we're just excited for him today. More than 200 firefighters have been hired in Jersey City since 2013. Brian Clark, ABC News. How much influence did your parents have on your choice of occupation? My parents had none whatsoever. I came home one day and said, hey, I want to be a, I want to be a TV reporter. And they kind of looked at me and laughed and said, okay, go for it. Um, my husband, though, um, he, he went to university to uh, become a teacher, went to the University of Alberta, graduated. But at the same time, and going through a university, he was also the, what was it, the hospitality manager at the Edmonton Inn. So he was juggling that. He was kind of going back and forth with that. And he graduated from the U of A with his teaching degree. And it was his father who said to him, I said, okay, you have this teaching degree now. You need to go do something with it. Apply for this job that was in the newspaper. And 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 my husband was still kind of enjoying the hospitality uh, job at the Edmonton Inn. So he applied for the job at Leduc Composite High School. That was 33 years ago. And today he is still teaching at Leduc Comp. So his parents, his dad was like, do it. So yeah, there was a big role that his parents played in uh, in uh, the job that he eventually had. Now, he always knew he wanted to be a teacher, but for the job that he ended up with, that was it. How much influence did your parents have on your choice of occupation? Were they happy about it or... Were they not happy about it? Would love to hear from you at 780-496-0063. Uh, you can call me or you can text me uh, and let me know how that uh, worked out for you. For me, it was my English teacher in high school, uh, Mrs. Piertonimi, that suggested that um, that I that I think about going into talking for a living because apparently I did a lot of it in class.
I had a teacher, or uh, my first my first boss, uh, in between first and second year of college. Um, the first news director that I ever worked for told me I would never get anywhere because I only had a college degree, and I think he ended up in jail a few years later for shoplifting. So I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy, uh, whatever. Um, but on that front. You start looking at uh, some some other stories that, that came out uh, today. If you're looking for a job right now, um, and a lot of folks do look for new jobs in January, maybe it's a resolution, whatever it is. There's a list that's come out of some of the top jobs that are out there right now. Um, there's a, a company called Randstand Canada, who's it's a staffing company, and they put out this list um, of the most in-demand jobs in Canada. Um, well, they came out with it today. And it it highlights the need for blue-collar workers, for retail roles and tech jobs. So what they're saying, some of the top ones um, that um, that are that are ranking right up there, blue collar workers, as I mentioned, truck drivers was ranked a number two on the list, being a truck truck driver. Uh, welder ranked fourth on the list, and uh, general laborer and heavy duty mechanic also made the top ten list. So the blue collar, the trades, still really really popular, and uh, and uh, they say that there continues to be a need out there for them. The retail industry. They're saying things like being a merchandiser and a sales associate still making the list. It's been on there for a very, very long time. Um, and again, I guess it depends on where you're living uh, for these jobs as well. They're saying that health care remains a high demand. Uh, surgeons, clinical counselors, private duty nurses as some of the fast and growing jobs for 2020. And the private duty nurses I thought was really, really interesting as well. Because they were saying that uh, with Canada's aging population, it's going to require an influx of workers uh, that care for seniors in home. They're saying that it will require about 142,000 of those positions by the year 2035. So, you know, in-home care nursing. Uh, they're also suggesting mental health, so, so, social assistance, physical therapy, and once again, private duty nursing, showing significant growth. And then jobs related to the housing market. Again, I think it depends on what province you're living in. They're saying mortgage advisor, realtor um, are also some of those big ones. So truck driver, welder, um, general laborer, heavy duty mechanic, private duty nursing, merchandiser, sales associates. And then there's uh, a couple of royals out there that have decided to, uh, you know, move away from the job that they were born into. You want to talk about how much influence your parents had on, on the lives of uh, Prince Harry? Well, obviously a huge amount, a huge, huge amount. And um, the whole... Sussexes, the Duke and, Duke and Duchess of Sussex, saying, you know, we want to back away from things. We want out. Uh, we want to carve our own path. And over the weekend, we learned more about it. Take a listen. Days after Meghan made a low-key visit to Vancouver's downtown east side, a bombshell from Buckingham Palace. She and Harry are finalizing their life as ordinary civilians. I think that's a pretty brave thing that they're doing, giving up that, that family security that they've had this whole 
their whole lives. In part of a deal struck with the Queen, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will stop using their Royal Highness titles and won't receive public funds for royal duties. I think they're making a choice for their family. I think it's fo they're focused on their children and the kind of life that they want for them. The old days of the monarchy is over. I think they're setting a new course, and, and I personally admire them for that. I'm a city councillor in Victoria, so as long as they don't ask us for money, I'm fine. <laughs> Earlier this month, Harry and Meghan blindsided the royal family, announcing they were stepping back as senior royals to become financially independent. The Royal Rift resolution will see the couple repay about $4 million Canadian in taxpayer money spent on renos at their home near Windsor Castle. I think the fact that they are truly giving up that title means that perhaps that concern about the taxpayer's commitment to security costs may be less if zero. I'm happy if they want to stay here, but I don't think we should be paying for their security. Yeah, it's fine as long as we don't have to pay anything for it. Who will pick up the tab to keep Harry and Meghan safe as private citizens remains unclear. The Queen stating she recognizes the challenges they've experienced as a result of intense scrutiny and supports their wish for a more independent life. The new regime of separation starts this spring. Kristen Robinson, Global News. Prince Harry gave a speech last night uh, outlining some of his reasons. He says you're going to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. We'll hear that coming up. Uh, but your, your occupation, how much of an influence did your parents have on your choice of a job? What is it? Uh, were your parents happy about it? Uh, as I said, my parents, um, I think they just were happy that I made a decision. Um, and they've always supported it for the most part. They didn't like me moving out of their hometown uh, to, to Regina. When I left Thunder Bay to Regina, they, my, my dad was a little worried and upset about that, but he, he came around. They've always been supportive, but let us know at 780-496-0063. would love to hear what you're doing now and uh, how that happened. Okay, the job you have. How'd you end up with it? As I mentioned, uh, it was a, a high school teacher, my, my grade 13 English teacher, who suggested that uh, I get into broadcasting. And then I had to take another class and I had to go meet someone who did the job. And I did. Her name's Jill Armstrong. She, uh, that was it. I fell in love with it. And uh, 18 years in television, now 11, I don't know how many years now in radio. Uh, broadcasting has been it for about 30 years. So some of your texts coming in, I ended up being the bill, building permit guy. And I'm sure my parents aren't happy about it. Listen to this. I applied to law school in 1977 on a $100 bet with a friend who got into law school a year earlier. He bet I wouldn't score high enough on uh, the LSAT test to get accepted at the U of S. I practiced law for 25 years and then taught law for a few years more. So on a bet, that's how you got in to the job. Let me know at 4960063. Cowtown Bob says, Jay, when I was in high school, I watched Harrison Schmidt, the only geologist to walk on the moon on Apollo 17. The next year, I enrolled in geology at the U of A, which led to a wonderful 40-year career as a geologist that allowed me to travel all over the world. I was able to meet Mr. Schmidt in 2015 on a trip to Houston, where I was able to express my gratitude for his inspiration in person. How cool is that when you get to meet that person, kind of like your hero, uh, and say thank you 
for pointing me in that direction because we all get inspiration from different areas, don't we? We all find, uh, um, you know, whatever blows up our skirt uh, can come in many different ways. Uh, Sarah? Oh, was talking about the role, saying that she totally respects their choice. She thinks it's admiral. Um, and this one says, uh, my parents had zero impact uh, on my choice of a career. As for how they feel about my career, I've never asked. And they've never mentioned it either way. How is it anyone's business what you choose in life? And by the way, I get along just fine with parents. No, I hear you. Just curious. Just curious. Joel, the electrician. It says he worked in the Edmonton nightclub scene for over a decade as a doorman and a bouncer. I did it all through my 20s. When I first signed up, my parents were not a fan whatsoever. They were scared for the obvious reasons. They quickly realized that I came home telling stories of diffusing situations, never having stories of fighting people were coming home or coming home with black eyes. I worked with some amazing crews on both Jasper and White Avenue. I've had amazing dealings with Edmonton police while bouncing. I cherish those times. I learned lots of amazing things both good and bad about people and it's definitely structured the way I walk and carry myself around society today. That's Joel the electrician uh, checking in um, talking about his bouncing days. Uh, My husband still tells stories of his bouncing days uh, as well. The people that he uh, got to meet the things that he saw the things that he helped diffuse as well. And yeah, you know, sometimes you do jobs that, or you know, when you're growing up, you're doing jobs to help, you know, get some money to buy clothes, whatever it is. Maybe you're in high school. I worked at a front desk of the best Western Water Tower Inn in Sault Ste. Marie. I did the front desk reservations. I sucked at it. And uh, I I thought I wanted to go into hospitality. I thought I wanted to go into hotel management at one point. I I like the customer customer service part of it. I used to take care of all the buses, all the bus trips that came in. And I love doing that. I love running the little gift shop and all that sort of stuff. But actually having to be responsible for making the reservations and making sure people went to the right rooms. Oh man, that was that was kind of ugly. But I got to meet a lot of people, a lot of cool people. 